Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Wednesday, June 14th. And it's always brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Right, today we are AJ Hawk Days away from... The NFL, AJ Hawk. You know what? My, my my brain did not immediately go to fifty. It went to forty-seven. Um, <laughs> I was like, we're not in the forties yet for uh, for NFL. Yeah, we're we're AJ Hawk days away in the NFL. Yes. yes. Well, I yep. have to say that for because AJ Hawk's number in the NFL was fifty. Yep. It's, his number in at Ohio State was forty-seven. Yep. Uh, we are fifty-one days away from high school football and seventy-three days away from college football. 51, that's Anthony Schlegel days away. Yes, we are. (laughs) We're getting there, buddy. Getting close, man. Uh, I love to see all these pictures on social media from all the camps all these teams are going through. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, It's also National Bourbon Day. Let's go. I know you're a fan. Big fan. Big fan of bourbon. Um, That is my drink of choice when I am making, especially in in the fall and winter, when it's a little bit cooler outside, watching football, I like to make a nice glass of a uh, of bourbon. Yeah, that's my go-to. I'm, you know what? I don't think I've ever had a glass of bourbon or tried bourbon before. But you, you know that I'm I'm one of those people that I'm weird about my alcohol, so I have just I haven't tried it yet. So we'll get there. Yeah, blade and blade and bow and four roses are probably my two favorite that are sort of you know not insanely expensive um they're they're really good man make old fashions out of them they're perfect it's also national strawberry shortcake day i don't mind a strawberry shortcake here and there i can i can get down with some strawberry shortcake uh it's a i don't know it's a little bit different it's a little bit lighter than than a lot of desserts a lot of cakes and stuff i can get down with some strawberry shortcake yeah, I can do. I love strawberry shortcake. Do you do you put uh, whipped cream on it? Absolutely. Whip, yeah. Yeah. Whipped cream. Whip, whipped whipped cream. How does how does how does Stewie do it? Wh- what are you talking about? You put <laughs> whipped cream on top. Uh, yeah. If you don't put whipped cream on top of strawberry shortcake, I, I believe there might be something wrong with you mentally. Uh, you have well, to you have to put whipped cream on top of it. Let's let's talk about us here. As far as being <laughs> okay mentally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm a fan of strawberry shortcake, and I'm with you, man. You gotta throw some whipped cream on top of that bad boy. So bad news, Bryce. Yesterday the Braves got rained out. Ooh. Yeah. So the good news is we get double the baseball today. We Yay! get a we get a double header today, starting at one ten. Um, it'll be game starts at one ten, and then the next one will start. I think thirty to forty five minutes after. After game two, oh, so we're getting a true doubleheader tonight. Yes, we are. Oh, love that. Yes, or today, I guess, are. not tonight. Uh, I yeah. love that. I, I was a little curious about that because apparently you can get in 
and watch both games, Billy. I, obviously, we're not up in Detroit, but if you are up in Detroit and you happen to be a Michigan, I mean, a Michigan fan, a Braves fan, and you happen to be listening to this podcast, you can get in to both games today starting at $11. Wow. Wouldn't that be okay. fun? Take a day off of work and just go to the bar. I mean, you can sit in the outfield for like 15 bucks. 15 bucks I'd be okay with. Yeah. 15 bucks outfield seat. You get two games. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, Spencer Strider on the bump today. Um, that's that's always a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's sort of what oh, I was saying man. yesterday at the podcast about, about Strider sort of needing a bounce-back game after that Mets series. I, I kind of talked about, you know, in the, month of, in the month of April, Strider pitched 30 innings and only gave up six earned runs. In the month of May, he pitched 33 and two-thirds and gave up 15 earned runs. Uh, so just a, just a little over you know three innings more in the month of May, and he more than doubled his earned runs. I'd like to see that go down. That's not going to happen in the month of June. He's already given up ten and two starts, uh, but I'd like to see him sort of settle down and get a I, I don't know maybe a get right game. I I don't want to I don't want to pretend like he's not a Cy Young candidate right now because he is. He's pitching really well. He's six and two with a one point oh nine e uh, WHIP. So he's, he's pitching really well right now, but I really would like to see him bounce back from that Mets game and, uh, you know, pitch a, pitch a Spencer Strider game. And I believe we get A.J. Smith-Shaver for game two, don't we? I, they haven't announced the starter, but I believe that is how it will fall. Um, I believe A.J. Smith-Shaver, it'll either be him or Jared Schuster. Um, did, did Schuster pitch first or did Shaver pitch first? Thought Shaver pitched first, then Schuster. Let's see. Schuster, one, two. Okay, so we'll get, yeah, I think we'll get Schuster Thursday at home versus Colorado. And yeah, I think game two should be AJ Smith Shaver, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, the Braves, like I mentioned, will have a true doubleheader starting at 110 today. You can hear that on the Braves Radio Network or Bally Sports South and uh, get to hear. Ben Ingram on the call still with uh, Peter Moreland, which is, I don't know. I, I didn't get a chance to listen to the pod yesterday. Dude, I, regardless of the outcome of the uh, the game on Monday, man, hearing Ben Ingram on TV was so much better in my mind. I, I forgot I, Ben Ingram did it because I was so pissed off at the way we lost. <laughs> I was... Look, I, I enjoy, I, I really do like Brandon Godden. I do. I, I know that you, you and I differ there, but hearing Ben Ingram call a baseball game on TV is just so much better. And he still did the, and now for the ball game as the first pitch comes in. Oh, God. I, yeah, so I, I don't, I, I guess I guess I say I don't like Brandon Godden. I don't want to go that far. I, I don't like Brandon Godden on the Braves home broadcast. I think he'd be phenomenal on a national broadcast. He has a national voice. I, there's just something when I listen to Ben Ingram or, or, or Pete Van Weren or, or whoever it is, any of the carries, it just feels like home for me. You know what I mean? It just it, yeah. it feels like a Braves game. When I listen to Brandon Godden, I don't know if it's just because this is the first time he's ever done Braves games. It just doesn't feel like a home call to me. It feels like a national call. 
he's got a great voice and does a good job at it. It just doesn't it doesn't feel like a home call for our Atlanta Braves, if, if that makes any sense at all. Um, but but Ben Ingram does, and I, I thought Ben Ingram did a phenomenal job. Him and Peter Moylan up there. Uh, I, I would love to see them stay on on TV. I don't know if they will. I I, I doubt it. Uh, but he did a he did a great job, man. He did a really good job. So last week we did a little bit of pop culture in in our podcast, right? We yeah. brought in the Disney top one hundred list. Yeah. We figured we'd bring it back. Let's so let's bring it back again this week, and we decided to do top five baseball movies of all time. Okay, okay. I like it. Yeah, little. We're gonna add a little pop culture flair into the morning five going forward because we're big pop culture guys. You know, we're we're hip yeah. with whatever the new trends are. Uh, oh, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> so here's here's the bad thing, and I'm looking at both of our lists, and I'm realizing that we are leaving out a couple of big movies we are we are i left it out on purpose i left one out on purpose because i've never seen it so all right so let's let's throw this out there bull durham and uh and field of dreams are left off of our top five baseball movies of all time can i can i be a little controversial here i i do you do anything better than controversial no i'm pretty good at it uh (laughs) i'm not a big fan of field of dreams See, I, I can't I can't say that. I, I'm a big fan of Field of Dreams. I I'm just, just it, it's just boring to me. Like the part I I, I don't know, man. I, I I've seen it a bunch, and it's one of those classic movies, and I understand why it's classic. And I think the time spent at the ball field in Iowa is awesome. I think that's really cool. The interaction with the players. Um, but when he goes off and the, I understand why he goes off in the journey and why he does it and, and why that had to happen. But at that point in the movie, I just sort of tune out. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't care about his journey to find Terrence Mann. Like it just doesn't, it, I don't know. It's that part of the movie is boring to me. Yeah. I'm not going to go that far. I, I think it's. I think that's probably a little bit why I left it off the top five. It's right outside my top five. I'll say that. Um, but Bull Durham two of uh, I mean, uh, jeez. Uh, yes. Uh, agreed. Uh, League of Their Own. It's not is a baseball movie. The, it is a baseball it's movie. It's a softball movie. Not a softball movie. It's a baseball <laughs> movie. Don't go there, Bryce. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And give go ahead and give your top five because uh, you and I are similar on three of our movies, um, which is surprising a little bit. Um, but go ahead. All right, so my my top five number one is Sandlot. It's the de facto number one greatest baseball movie of all time. I mean, Benny the Jet Rodriguez is an absolute hoss, and Porter is one of the greatest baseball characters of all time in any baseball movie ever. Um, Smalls is great. The entire plot is fantastic. It just grow like a girl. (laughs) You eat your mama's toe jam. Uh, it, <laughs> there's just so many quotable lines in that movie. It's, it's a great movie. It's a summer classic. It's one of my kids' favorite movies. I think there was a period of time where Grayson watched The Sandlot like every single day for like three or four months straight. Um, so it's it's a classic, man. It has to be up there. Number two, 
wild thing. Major League. I love this movie, man. I can watch this movie on repeat 24 7. This is this is one of this is probably Major League might be in my top 10 movies of all time. I love Major League so much. It's hilarious. It's great. So many quotable mo- 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 moments. And uh, who, who's the announcer in, in that? I'm drawing a play. Harry Doyle. It's Bob Eucher. Bob but it's Uecker. Harry Doyle. The, the so character name. I, I love the story about people talking about just sitting outside the booth and lift, listening to Bob Eucher just ad lib a bunch of his lines. Like, if, if you don't know Eucher in that movie, a lot of the lines that he says while he's broadcasting, they're just ad lib. They're just made up as Eucher's doing it. They just flow through naturally. And people would stand outside the broadcast door and just listen to Euchre uh, go through his lines and, and make up the lines and everything. Uh, number three is The Natural. It's one of the first ever baseball movies I really remember watching as a kid. I think it's a cool story. I think, it, I think it's a neat story about a guy going through redemption, gets struck by lightning, the bat does, and you know, fighting through, not having the bat after it splits. I, I love that movie. 42, that's number four for me. That is a phenomenal movie. It's Braxton's favorite uh, baseball movie. Um, it's one of those kind of classics. I think it flies under the radar a lot of times, but if you haven't seen 42, it's, it's great. It's a great, great movie. And then 61. 61 is uh, wrapping up my my top five, which is a great story uh, about the home run race back in, oh, God, when was that? 50s? 1961. Um, 61. Uh, that was that was pretty cool between Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. Um, that's also another, another great movie that you don't hear about 42 and 61 a ton. I, I don't I don't know why, but both of those movies are phenomenal. Oh, no. You hear about forty two. Sixty one not not so much. Sixty one's really good. Um, but it didn't make my top five. When's the last time you've seen forty two like playing on TV? Uh well I don't really have TV. Oh. I stream everything, so I because like you see, really you see the Sandlot, you see major, you see Major League a ton, you see Moneyball a bunch, um, you see Bull Durham every now and then. Field of Dreams seems like it's on nonstop. I never see Forty Two on for some reason. Like that, that should be in that in that rotation of baseball movies. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go five to one. Um, starting at number five, I've got For Love of the Game. That movie still is just one of those great movies that has come out that has a big baseball aspect to it and how how he's going through the tribulations of retirement and uh throwing you know spoiler spoiler alert throwing the perfect game as as his last game um it's it's pretty pretty great never heard of that yeah it's it's really good uh kevin costner and i'm trying to remember guys or who the girl is with him make it I up can't remember yeah it doesn't matter Sharon uh, number, Stone. <laughs> number four uh, i've got 42 great movie uh, I, it's sad that he's gone yeah. you know what i mean yeah it is like it's, yeah it's ridiculously sad that he's gone um and because he played jackie very very well and the the scene where he goes into the tunnel and breaks the bat and just screams is just so freaking powerful. I mean, so powerful. Number three, uh, Major League. Uh, what Bryce said. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those classic movies you can't get away from. I might, I might watch it today now. <laughs> Movie's so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really strong. 
Uh, number two, I've got Moneyball. Moneyball has snuck in, and it, it was made in 2011. Um, it's snuck in and has quickly become one of my favorites. Like every time I see it, I have to watch it because it's it's so freaking good. Um, Jonah Hill does a great job. Brad Pitt does a great job too. Honestly, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That that two that two of a uh, dynamic duo kind of in that movie make that movie really really good. And uh, oh, who's uh, face? who else is in oh, it? Who's the manager? God. The manager, Philip Seymour Hoffman. The manager and one of the players, uh, Andy from Parks uh, and Rec, is in the movie. Chris, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt's in it. Yeah, um, but Philip Seymour Hoffman doing uh, the manager was was great too. Oh God, it was so good. And of course, number one is the Sandlot. You have to have the Sandlot. So yeah, obviously we're going to leave out you know Bull Durham and and Field of Dreams and and League of Their Own and and all these when you think of baseball movies, those movies do come up. But these movies are just iconic for us. Yeah. They, you know, they, they're different. They throw these in. And I think, I think an older generation, maybe one generation past this would probably have a different one. Uh, maybe not include the Sandlot in it. And Major League might sneak in at Bull Durham's probably in there. Field of Dreams is probably in there. But I, I think it really depends on what movies were big when we were growing up. And I mean, that was the Sandlot. That was, that was the movie to watch. Yeah, and the only reason Major League isn't two for me is because Moneyball has become that good for me. And in one movie, one movie that kind of that's gonna no, probably nobody's gonna have heard this in this podcast. Uh, that would have been in my top ten had we done it. A movie called Summer Catch. Uh, it's a it's a movie with uh, Freddie Prince Jr., Jessica Biel, and Matthew Lillard. Uh, it's about them playing in the I think it's the Cape Cod minor league system. Uh, it's hilarious. It's a comedy. It's like a it's like a romance comedy type type movie, but it is uh, very underrated and quite funny. Pretty good movie. Fever Pitch too for me. Oh, Fever um, Pitch is a great one. Oh, how did I miss that one? I love that one. Yeah, I with, do. with Drew Barrymore oh, and uh, Jimmy Fallon. Drew Barrymore. It's really really good. It does have Drew Barrymore in it. Oh man. <laughs> you want you you want to get me to watch a movie? Tell me it's got Drew Barrymore in it. I'll stop what I'm doing right really? now. Really? Oh. Dude, I love Drew Barrymore. I've I've watched Fifty First Dates probably a million times. Bryce, this is the first time I've heard that you've got a crush on Drew Barrymore. Big crush like, on Drew Barrymore. I think really? I'm the only person in the world that watches her talk show. Yeah, I I I love <laughs> I love Drew Barry. I love me some Drew Barrymore. Absolutely, man. Yeah, big big Drew Barrymore fan. Charlie's Angels was phenomenal. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, See, yeah. I- I can't, I can't get past her being uh, the sister in ET. That's all I think about her. <laughs> yeah, big, uh, big Drew Barrymore fan. Uh, Billy, we wrap up the A. Or no, we don't wrap up the AFC East today. We start on the AFC hey, East. Hey, uh, real quick, before yeah. we get to the AFC East, uh, if you guys want to send us your top five, go ahead and tweet us at at the Morning Five on Twitter and and tell us your your favorites or your top five uh, baseball movies of all time. Go ahead, Bryce. Yeah, go hit us up. Let us know what you like. Uh, yeah, we start with the AFC East today. A little NFL preview continuing on up to the regular season. In the AFC today, we got the Dolphins and the Patriots. Dolphins, after the after finishing 9-8 and eight and sneaking into the playoffs last season, the Miami Dolphins aimed to build on the progress in 2023 following an offseason of moves. Can Mike McDaniel's squad take a leap next year? I think they can. 
While the roster turnover for Miami wasn't drastic, they are bringing on a new defensive coordinator in the form of Vic Fangio to help try and improve a defense that was probably the weakest part of the roster last year. Fangio, now the NFL's highest paid defensive coordinator, is one of the best defensive play callers in the league. Uh, he's a true innovator who should be able to harness the Dolphins' collective of talent into a, a, a cohesive core. Uh, there's no reason to doubt McDaniel can't coax another dominant season out of Miami's offense. Tua looked like an entirely different quarterback in McDaniel's scheme, while Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell were among the league's best receivers. There are still holes along the offensive line for the Dolphins, but the club was able to overcome those deficits a season ago. I'm a massive Mac, uh, Mike McDaniels fan. Tua and the Dolphins, I'm a huge fan of them this season. If Tua can stay healthy, I think the ceiling is the AFC Championship berth for the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins at 12-5 and five with a playoff berth and a possible AFC East title. Wow. And the, and the funny thing for me about Mike McDaniel is when you look at him, he does not look like an NFL head coach. He looks like just a bro. Looks you like know an what accountant. I mean? Looks like somebody you'd see, like a, <laughs> or a para pro or something. You know what I mean? And somebody asked him on a podcast about vaping on the sideline, and it was the funniest response I've ever heard in my life. When do you ever hear Mike McDaniel ask a question and him not give a funny response? Like <laughs> the way he answers questions is is just hilarious. It's so funny. I he's he's an, I mean, he's a unique he's, individual. He's, he's been on Pat Pat show before. Yeah, and like in the in studio. Yeah, and it it was really funny. Yep. But, yeah, he, he was on Pat show and Pat show was Pat show. Um, back when it was back when it was good uh yeah I'm, I, I i like mike mcdaniel he's a good coach uh switching over to the patriots the new england patriots are inning entering unprecedented waters in 2023 coming off their second consecutive losing season or excuse me their second losing season in three years uh future hall of fame coach bill belichick is facing a different kind of pressure He's 30 wins behind don shula for the most wins of all time but his relationship with his owner robert kraft has been described as icy. Uh, I don't know what that means, but that is the word they're using to describe the relationship between Kraft and Bill Belichick right now. After suffering through an inept offensive scheme run by Joe Judge and Matt Patricia last year, the Patriots were able to reunite quarterback Mac Jones with his offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, from Alabama. Uh, that could be the most notable non-head coach hiring of all this offseason. Uh, swapping out Jacoby Myers for uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was a prob was problematic because the latter looked much slower in Kansas City last year than early on in his career. The Patriots paid for his name brand and production that had less to do with his talent and more to do with sort of the situation and the opportunity that he was put in. I mean, Juju played in an absolute monster of an offense out there. I don't think he's going to get that this year in, in, in New England. I don't think he's going to be anywhere close the production he saw last year out in Kansas City. Being stuck in a loaded AFC East is going to be tough for the Patriots this season, and I don't see them making it through. My prediction is the Patriots again finish 500 at 6-11, and and this is where the shocking prediction is going to come, Billy, and we see Belichick's tenure in New England come to an end. Wow. Wow. I don't, I don't know if I can go that far in. I think this is going to be know. the last year Belichick coaches up in New England. Wow. Yep. Six and 11 is what I'm predicting. Okay. Yeah. 
Yep. So that's our that's our AFC East for today. Tomorrow we will hit up the Bills and the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, AFC East is by far the most intriguing division in the NFL, right? Yeah. Yeah, this year for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This year, I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah, there's not really much going on in, in a lot of the other ones. As far as the intrigue goes, yeah, AFC East is there. Yeah, I mean, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Pats. Like, that is, there's intrigue around all, there's huge stories around all four of those teams. Uh, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night, Billy. The battle for Lardo. Golden Knights beat the Panthers 9-3 to en route to being yep. Lardo champions. Billy, how was this game? Uh, game sucked. Uh, unless you're a Vegas fan, <laughs> it's, it absolutely sucks. <laughs> uh, look, it, it it was one of those games that, uh, you know, when you, as a hockey fan, you're always looking for like, you know, three to two, one to one to two, you know, games like that. Um, nine to three. It, I mean, if you like scoring, I'm sure you'd love this game. It was, it was a lot from the Golden Knights. Um, there was a hat trick by the captain Stone. Stoner. Uh, yep, Stoner. Stoner got a hat trick on a. They pulled the goalie with like six minutes left. I want to say, or it did right <laughs> because they were they thought they were close. <laughs> um, that, that was dumb. Um, I, I just looked at my dad and with raised my eyebrow and I was like, "What the hell are we doing? Uh, <laughs> What's going on here, Chief? Whose decision yeah, was that?" So, uh, you know, it, it was it was a bad game, but unless, like I said, unless you're a Vegas fan, and uh, they they were absolutely and utterly dominant the entire game. Uh, they just looked bigger, faster, stronger um, in the series from start to finish. There was only two really close games, and that was I think game three and game four. Both of them ended in three two. Um, one of them went to Florida. One of them went to Vegas. So. Uh, those were the only two close games. Uh, the two other games that happened in Vegas were uh, just blowouts, like like last night. So uh, the Vegas the Vegas crowd was ridiculously awesome, like ridiculously awesome. Um, you got to give tip your cap to them. And uh, yeah, it, I I cannot wait to see a Vegas uh, parade, man. I really can't. Because this is going to be fun. It's, it's going to be, be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Twenty-two and six, the Vegas Golden Knights went in the playoffs. Twenty-two and six, they lost. Yeah, six. They lost six combined games between the conference first round, conference second round, conference finals, and the Stanley Cup. Six. Yep, that's crazy. They were they were strong. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Aiden Hill didn't even play. Um, he he had eleven wins, um, as a as a goalie. And he didn't even play the first round. Yeah, it was that it was that Brosi Brosoit dude, right? Or Brosiet or something? It was another yeah, it was another another guy. It was another goalie. Yeah. And he, he was he was standing on his head. Yeah, he gave up three goals, but I don't a couple of those were, were tough ones for him to see. I mean he was screened on a couple of them. It's it's tough. So yeah, it was it was terrible game, but you know, good for Golden Knights and uh now it sucks, man. NBA's done. NHL's done. NFL's done. Oh, we like, got his baseball. We don't have anything but baseball right now. And baseball and MLS. Ugh. Well, at least so, we have MLS to keep us awake. That's good. 
Yeah, that Mickey Mouse League. <laughs> uh, in, in three of the four victories for the Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup champion, they scored five or more goals. They scored five, seven, and nine. Yep. <laughs> the hell kind of hockey we were playing. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. In the, NL- I think they're, they're pretty strong, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're a really good yeah. team. Uh, in the NLEs from last night, Yankees beat the Mets seven to six, and Frank freaks out again. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, the Nats fall to the Astros six to one. Marlins beat the Mariners nine to three, and the Phillies beat the D-backs fifteen to three last night. On the Smith and Floor coverings, that Marlins team man, are really good, really really good. Who did? The Marlins team. Oh really yeah, good. yeah. Well, they have that one kid that's batting like four oh five. Luis Rise, he's batting four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> doing insane, man. Uh, on the Smiths floor coverings, games and events counter for tonight in the NL East Yankees at Mets at 7, Nats at Astros at 810, Marlins at Mariners at 940, Phillies at D-backs at 940, and the Braves, remember, they have a 110 first pitch start, and then about 30, 40 minutes after uh, the culmination of game one, we will start game two. All right, Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Yes, sir. All right, another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Don Rom feels like the PGA players were, were betrayed by leadership in the Live Union. He's Are not, you surprised by this? He's not wrong. No, I'm no. not. Especially after Rory came out and kind of voiced his opinion last week. I'm not surprised by this at all. And, uh, you know, if I'm the PGA Tour, I'm a little concerned that I'm pissing off the biggest names on our tour. Uh, after they stayed here and were loyal to a tour that wasn't paying them five hundred million dollars to come play golf, so no I, joke. Yeah, that, it's a little. This is a little concerning for me if I'm a PGA executive. And speaking of PGA executives, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan is recovering from a medical issue. Yeah, did you hear about this? Yeah, Rory took a five iron to his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's undisclosed. <laughs> Yeah, allegedly, allegedly that's what happened. Like, yeah, don't, R- don't do that to us. Rory came up with a five iron and he said, "You sob, check this out. I'm gonna wrap this club around your head." Uh, yeah, so he's in the uh, he, he's. All I can think of is like Caddyshack, where he takes and bends the club, throws it at uh, Jay Monahan. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's has a day to day operation, or excuse me, a day to day right now. Uh, medical issue. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. Day to day medical issue. That five iron had to hit, hurt pretty hard from Rory. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Some twenty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty nine athletics fans joined at, at Oakland Coliseum last night for a quote reverse boycott. Holy smokes! When's the last time do you think they've had that many people at that stadium? That's crazy. Well, that's. I think that's the point of the A's fans. They hate the ownership that bad that they apparently were supposed to be chanting, sell the team, stay in Oakland, um, things like that. They were supposed to be chanting this during certain games. In the fifth inning, I think they were supposed to just stand up. The entire crowd was supposed to stand up and not clap or do anything. (laughs) Stand up and not clap. Yeah, uh, just like all these all these rules and stuff that was, I mean, I I get it to an extent, but I don't know, man. Like, the Braves have been one of those teams where you get to, it's embarrassing to watch almost. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, we've had that for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a reverse boycott for the Braves. I mean, Braves fans still would show up. Yeah. They just have 
paper bags on her head. I, I, I guess our situation though is a little bit different. Like, it's our our ownership has never been losing intentionally. Um, that I don't think. Uh, it seems like that's sort of what Oakland's ownership is doing: not wanting to put money into the team and losing on purpose. Like, well, I don't ever remember that being the case for for the Braves ever. Um, I know yeah. we've had some bad teams, but that's just because we were sort of going through a rebuilding process. Uh, hopefully it works, man. I don't think it will, but hopefully it works and the Oakland fans get to keep their ball team. But uh, I don't think it's going to work, and I think Oakland's going to move to Vegas. They're averaging less than 9,000 uh, fans per per game right now. Oh, my not, goodness. Not including last night. That's a good place to go get giveaways. I bet you it'd be yeah. one of the first ones to get there. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen takes some responsibility for the Stefan Diggs drama. Yeah, this was uh, kind of weird, man. Uh, the quarterback said that he did not think that there is a personality conflict between him and Diggs, but there are things that he could have done better last year to alleviate sort of some of the stress between the two. Uh, some examples Allen gave uh, where the Bills can do to support Diggs is incorporate him a little bit more and a little bit better in what they're doing and getting him the ball or getting him more involved in the game plan on a game-to-game basis. That's that's pretty uh pretty big for the quarterback to come out and say that. I you know I assume that Josh is trying to smooth over the waters uh, between him and Stefan Diggs because he is an absolute monster target up there in up there in Bills Nation. Yeah. And then finally today in 2000, Greg Maddox makes his 387th putout, breaking Jack Morris's career record. That Greg Maddox guy was pretty good, wasn't he? He was uh yeah he was pretty decent. Yeah. He was all right. Freaking decent. He could, he could throw the ball pretty good. Yeah. You got anything else for us today, buddy? Nah, man. Let's get out of here on a. I don't even know what today is. Is today Wednesday? Hump day. Hump day. Today is Hump Wednesday. Day. My week has been so busy this week. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm losing yeah, track. Rub of it days. in, man. Like I don't. I don't want to hear it. You know. You, you complain about it being busy. I mean, <laughs> you got you got to enjoy food. Yeah. Yeah. I did. It was. I had a, so yesterday morning I had to wake up, do the pod, cut the pod, get Willow to Emily's school, get the boys to Villarica baseball camp, go up to Pops, do the show, get back, pick up Braxton, bring him to the house, uh, do a little bit of normal work, and then go get my haircut, get back, Braxton to the haircut. It's like here, there, everywhere yesterday. I needed clones of myself. <laughs> I mean. Either that or a nanny. <laughs> I wish I made enough money for a nanny. <laughs> that would be. We'd only need her in the summer, though. That's, that's the only time we'd need her is just the summer. Maybe I'll hire an au pair. Maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, I'm good, man. Let's get out of here on a Wednesday. All right. For Bryce Farling, I am Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow on Thursday. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor. Just shake up.